0: Namaskaram everyone, hope you guys are doing good and welcome to Issues Podcast. Namaskaram everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So we have a dear and special Hatha Yoga teacher from Lucknow, Namaskaram Geetika ka.
1: Namaskaram.
0: Yes. So before we go into the podcast, I just want to tell the audience that the audio format of this podcast is also available on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So you can check it out even if you're while driving, cooking, or doing whatever you want. So now back to the podcast. So, Kitika, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Thank (laughs) you
1: so much for having me here.
0: (laughs) So, can we go directly into the podcast?
1: Yes,
0: yes. So, before we go into yoga and how awesome yoga is, we want to know more about you. (laughs) Maybe from your childhood or wherever you're comfortable with. So, please, Saka.
1: Okay, where do I start? (laughs)
0: School, school, school. When teacher caught you and, you know, threw you out of school or somewhere like (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) uh, So, I think as a kid, I was a very... uh, quiet kid. And uh, I never got thrown out of class. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've had a very like I've had a very uh, good childhood and I think I was like uh, the good girls in the school doing whatever was needed. You are in Lucknow
0: only? Lucknow school only?
1: So, yes, in Lucknow. I was born in Lucknow. So I did my schooling here only. With school? And it's called uh, Lamartnia Girls College.
0: Girls College. Oh, yes. So no boys.
1: No, so, no boys.
0: <laughs> so give us men who are listening to this insider information. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yes, I think school life was uh, like uh, good. I had a very good time in school. I, one of the things I uh, remember from school is that uh, I used to... It's an awkward memory to remember, but I used to remember reaching school early. Oh, So, you know, like I, I I, used to live in a joint family. So there were four of us, four kids. So we used to all go in, you know, together to school. So uh, my school used to be the first one in order. So that's why they used to always drop me first. So I used to be so happy to reach school early when there's no one in the school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so,
0: uh, what would you do? Would you write something on the teacher's board? Some... No,
1: I used to go and just sit sit on the first desk and just sit there. Sometimes I would also finish my homework, but mostly I would just go and sit there.
0: So, so you are the first bencher kid, the studious kid. Were you that or were you like, how are you in sports and all were you more into studies?
1: So it changed for me. I think uh, when, I was, uh, when I was younger, I was not the first bencher. I used to be very chatty. I remember like fourth, fifth standard, my teachers always used to tell me you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know what happened. As I grew up, I became like not the first bencher, but like the more uh, into my books kind. And I was not into sports at all. And I used to play anything. I, like even if they would tell me to run, no, like uh, I would be like, oh God, now I have to run. <laughs> so even like at home my uh, my brother was very active and very and my father is also like a sports person completely and all of them play a lot of sports like at home also we used to have a table tennis like the table so i used to only watch my brother and friends play i never used to play
0: audience (laughs) is an important part of sports
1: yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) I used to enjoy like more drawing and sketching and, you know, reading some books. And that time I remember reading a lot of Enid Blyton and... Mm, the...
0: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So I wouldn't uh, do much sports. I used to enjoy dancing a little bit, but then that also I didn't uh, really take, do like seriously. But yes, in school I used to enjoy uh, dancing. So... So now you have to
0: carry on to Masala College. To like... uh,
1: masala. I don't know if there's any Masala. No Masala. Oh my God.
0: Boring <laughs> podcast. Everyone please leave. No no, continue.
1: No. <laughs> so then, um, well, after school, I think like I didn't, um, I wasn't sure what I'm going to study. Um, so I think at that time I was interested in studying psychology actually. So I started looking at schools for doing psychology. And uh, I think nothing was suiting what I was imagining. I'm not sure what I was imagining, but I wasn't happy with the courses I was finding. So somehow, okay, what to do, what to do. Then I have a cousin who suggested this design. She spoke, I didn't know about uh, this National Institute of Fashion Technology. She told me about it. And she said that because I used to draw and sketch and paint and, you know, cut things and do those things little bit, I used to spend a lot of time with craft. So she told me, why don't you join this college? It's going to be really good for you. And then because I wasn't so sure about uh, psychology, I did do one year of uh, graduation. I joined like a college in Lucknow itself. Um, I wasn't sure what I'm doing, but I had joined it. In that time, my cousin told me about this uh, college and then I applied for it. And then of course I got uh, selected in uh, NIFT. So that's how fashion design happened. I didn't have like a big dream or anything to okay. become a designer. But but yes, I used to enjoy doing creative things as a kid.
0: So you so, have to talk more about the life in the fashion institute, like how it is <laughs> and you know.
1: <laughs> so yes, <laughs> I, went, I went to uh, NIFT Hyderabad. So of course, uh, initially I think it was a little difficult because it was first time away from home. So I used to miss home a lot. I used to call my mother in the morning and cry. Because <laughs> uh, initially, I mean, I, I, I was liking the college, but I think just the fact that you're staying away from home, I, I wasn't so happy. But slowly, slowly, I think I started enjoying it as I started to make friends in the college. And as I started liking the course, I started enjoying it quite a lot. So uh, it, w- it was very good as, as, an, as a personal experience and as education because it's very holistic in nature. It's, it's not just, you know, book study. It's also a lot of practical things to do. So I enjoyed the program quite a lot. And uh, it was during the program that I developed a particular interest in making children's clothing. So then I started uh, like looking at what to do. Like I did my, uh, during the program, we all like every education system has some um, internship to do, especially uh, degrees. So uh, I went for an internship in a kids wear brand in Delhi. So then I thought, okay, I think kids wear is something that I really enjoy. So I started doing more and more kids wear. So I think when I was doing design, I was doing a lot of uh, children's clothing. So... I don't know what else to tell you about. How do, how do
0: you measure kids? How do someone <laughs> makes a kid's cloth? I, I want to know. Kids keep on growing so fast, no? Yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> yes. that's always a challenge. That's why, you know, there's so many sizes in kids. So that. Uh, and if you notice, everyone is always buying two sizes plus no one uh, yeah. buying the actual size. Yeah. So Because
0: anyway, my mom also like, anyway, he'll grow, so we'll buy two size up. So as a kid, I never go to wear a cloth that was my size. Always I was in oversized clothes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes yes that time I used to also think maybe I should make you know the same clothes that fit older people also fit younger people some fitting you do those kind of ideas I had I don't think I got successful in any of those but I definitely had those ideas so yes it was but designing kids wear is a lot of fun because there's a it's it's not it's technical in an in a way also but it's also um It's a lot of enjoyment, like you can just be very playful about and creative about making kids' clothing. So that, I mean, that's during the internship, I stayed in Delhi. So then I really liked staying in Delhi. I mean, my grandparents, my mother's side, grandparents are also uh, like my mother's from Delhi. So we used to go to Delhi like my childhood uh, summer vacations used to happen in Delhi also, so I used to like it anyway. But then when I did my internship, I thought, okay, after Nift is over, I'm going to come and live in Delhi. <laughs> I think Delhi was also not so polluted at that time. Mm.
0: Which year was it? Uh, 2005.
1: So then
0: did you come to Delhi and work somewhere, or like did you start?
1: Yes, no, no. So I finished college. Then after I finished college, I came uh, to Delhi and uh, I took up a job there. I took up a job in a, in a buying house, I, which is in Gurgaon. What Gurgaon? is a buying so, house? So uh, there is something called export house. There is something called buying house. Okay. So buying houses are uh, like a um, the middle people between an export house and a buyer. Oh, So like, for example, if you know, uh, let's say you run a brand in London and you're looking to get something made in India, I'm giving a very, very basic example and you're getting something made in India, you want to get something made and you don't know how to approach which exporter and what. So you'll come to a buying house, so you'll come to me and then you'll like, you'll share your requirements and then I'll find an export house which can make something for you. And then we can work that out. And then there's also designers in the buying house who will also help with the design. Oh. So that's how it works.
0: So you were one of the designers.
1: Yes. yes. Did in any
0: major world. brands come? Did you get to like interact like that? <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, there used to be like there was uh, Paul Smith was there at oh. that time. I never got to meet Paul Smith himself, but uh, I did some small uh, work for Paul Smith. Otherwise, there were more mass market brands, all from UK but uh, mostly mass market and uh, it was there i think while i was there that i thought that okay i need to do something more than just what i'm doing
0: now that so, is what i want okay you're skipping through all the things like uh, when I'm everything is effortless i'm like what <laughs> no main okay. now you have to
1: <laughs> no like i mean see like when i was um, in in Delhi working it was okay it was nice but it wasn't uh, making me like fully happy with what I'm doing like I wasn't sad not to say I was sad but it you know there was I wasn't feeling like this is it this I used to feel that this is not what I'm supposed to do I'm I I'm sure I I'm supposed to do something more than this that's all I always used to think so then I decided at that time, I wasn't sure of what more I should do. But yes, something else I should do. So then I applied for a master's in London.
0: Oh, you are going to London? Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so then I went for my master's to London. And I think it, oh, I have to say when I reached London, I thought, <laughs> like, I've reached home. I, I actually felt that way just as I reached London. Okay. and like i don't know this place felt so nice and familiar and i don't know it's mad to say that it <laughs> sounded familiar but it did and i was quite happy to be there so then of course i think london life i enjoyed quite a lot so and because it 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 was a very good balance between going to college also exploring london is very rich in culture as well there's a lot of museums and a lot of um, expositions and those things that you can go to so it was a lot of fun to be in london i used to enjoy being there a lot so then i thought when i was doing my master's there then i thought okay now i'm going to stay here oh is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so which was uh, which was something i did also because as soon as i finished my master's i uh, took up a job there only so that also i did in kids wear only it's a yeah, there's a, I mean, it's a famous brand. It's called Mother Care. At that time, I think it wasn't so famous uh, in India. So, and this is 2010, 11, that time. So then I started working there. Then I was living there only and enjoying it. London is really nice, like, to live in. I think now it is getting more and more crowded and also polluted, but yes.
0: Did you wake up early morning at those times? No. <laughs>
1: So, you know, yes, that is some masala I can give that, you know, because in the design field, uh, the, it is designers are known to reach late and not do anything on time, not meet deadlines. Oh, is it? Not always. Mm-hmm. There's a disclaimer. I'm not saying bad for any designer. Designers, yes. but design in-
0: if you're listening to it, super.
1: <laughs> That notion is there. And uh, I think we were also like, I was also okay with it. Like, it's okay. I wouldn't ever be late or anything. But yes, I never used to wake up early in particular. In fact, I think I used to spend more time working late nights. So that time I used to do the opposite. I think I used to stay up till two and three in the morning. (laughs) Opposite from what I'm doing now. So... uh... What yes,
0: I... Yes, you have to continue. Like from there, London, what happened? How did you come back? Like, why did you stay there?
1: Oh, yeah. So, no, I was just saying that it was uh, like, um, it was a lot of fun to be there. And uh, I enjoyed uh, the journey that was there in London. And I had decided not to come back. I had thought that I'll get my visa extended and stay there. And at least near future, I didn't know like forever, but I had thought I'm going to stay here for some years.
0: What were your food habits in London?
1: <laughs> Habits in London. I used to still eat a lot of vegetarian food. You're a Lucknow,
0: you know? What is the famous kebab over there? I've had it. It's soft
1: kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, No, but uh, because I come from a vegetarian family, largely vegetarian, it's not that I haven't tried and I haven't eaten. I used to eat uh, non-veg also. I think I tried more non-veg in London only. Oh, is it? But uh, because in my childhood, I didn't eat much because my family was vegetarian. Only my brother used to sneak out and get some (laughs) non-veg sometimes. So that time I didn't, like, I never used to have the courage to taste it. So I, I used to just watch him eat it, but I wouldn't eat it. So uh, in London, yes, I tried different uh, cuisines because then there, you know, like when you're going out, it's a very social place also. So you end up socializing quite a lot. So when you go out with friends, like I had Irish friends. And I had friends from Norway. So they, those people would eat very normally, right? It's a part of their uh, everyday meal. They wouldn't think, oh, this is veg, this is non-veg. They would just eat everything. So I tried a few things here and there. Then I also discovered that uh, I'm allergic to some things. I can't eat them. Oh. So like I can't eat uh, prawns and I can't eat those things. Because I tried one tiny thing. I tried mm-hmm. and I got like oh. some funny, funny oh. thing face. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yes, anyways, for that time I used to have, then, yes, of course, then I think, um, I don't know how to talk about the transition, but uh, something not so nice happened. So, like, um, I was there and, you know, this, if I can just shortly recall the incident, I just uh, got a phone call saying, like, uh, please come home so I wasn't sure why because like my parents hadn't called me someone else called me and told me that you know you need to come home and that person who had called me I wasn't very frequently in contact with him also so I wasn't even sure like why was he calling me I mean he's a cousin and a good friend but still like why is that person calling me to say so anyways because he said it was urgent I came then uh, then I <laughs> Uh, well, um, I lost uh, my brother to an accident. So, sorry. So sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's been some time, but still, sorry. Okay. I thought I'd skip this part, you know. <laughs> but okay, anyway. So. So that's why I came home. And then, of course, once I was home, I mean, I didn't think I'll... I i was not sure whether I'm going to stay here or go, but uh, seeing how my parents were, because he was my elder brother, so then I thought, no, looking at how things were, I thought, no, I'm going to stay here. So that, that then I decided to um, come back to um, Lucknow. So when I was in Lucknow, then, you know, once... I think for a year or so I didn't know what's going on I think that because actually I mean to sum it up before that nothing bad as such had ever happened so I had a very happy uh, positive and anything I wanted everything I wanted to do everything was happening so uh, I didn't know that things can turn you know the other way also but after this um, it was like oh god like this can also happen like you're, you can just suddenly somebody who's always been there with you can vanish like really this can happen. So those things took quite a lot of time for me to settle but me, my family also. But anyways, once that happened, I uh, thought, okay, let me start doing some work here. So I started uh, making clothes in Lucknow. So then I started like my own brand per se.
0: Oh, what is the brand name?
1: It was called by my name only. Oh, <laughs> awesome.
0: Do you still have it? Uh,
1: no, I mean, I closed it then after but some time. Do you
0: have some clothes of that, Uh
1: I do have them, okay. but I don't have <laughs> them. Okay. Kids, so kids wear only. only. No, I did both. <clears throat> I did women's clothing and kids. Actually, maybe I should have worn something from yeah. that. But, <laughs> so... Yeah, so that I did for some time. It was good actually because I enjoyed what I was doing and uh, it was it was doing well also. I think it picked up well in Lucknow. Then I spoke to some stores in Delhi and I was selling there also. Oh, okay. But uh, still I think something was lacking. Something was missing. I was enjoying it, but still something, I same thing like what I told you earlier. I used, then also I started thinking, okay, this is not the only thing I'm meant to do. There's something more. I thought, I, those thoughts started coming to me again. So then, anyways, I left those thoughts because I wasn't sure what I'm going to do. Then, so one project, um, you know, before I had gone to London, I used to know some exporters. So, so one of them called me and said, if, it, if I can move to Delhi for about six months, because they want to involve me for a project and all that. So then I thought... Uh, okay it's a good idea so then i closed my brand i mean i didn't completely close it but main functioning i stopped i was i stopped producing i was only designing so i used to take uh, people's uh, like whatever demands or requests and just design and then find them someone to make it i started doing that so then i moved back to delhi back to <laughs> back,
0: back to the base camp <laughs>
1: yes yeah so once i moved back to delhi uh, that is when uh, inner engineering happened and how inner engineering happened was also while i was in delhi so this exporter i was working for used to work for a french brand and uh, those people would come over and you know i would be the only person who could entertain them apart from the exporter like he didn't he, it wasn't a very big export house so he wouldn't have too many people who could interact with the, the french people so then I thought, okay, why don't I start learning French? Okay. So then I started learning French, and it was in the French school I met, uh, like who's a very close friend now, Karan, who's also an Isha volunteer. I oh. met him. So he introduced me to uh, this inner engineering. That time he didn't tell me anything. He he's like you know he said, okay okay, just come. <laughs> <They're trapped.
0: laughs>
1: <laughs> I kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. I didn't go. I used to tell him, then I used to go. (laughs) So, but then he was also quite persistent because I think, and the French program I was doing also, I did for at least a year. So I think in the second semester of the program, then he told me, please Ajana, please Ajana, something. Then I think some one day I thought, he's been asking me so many times, why don't I just go? So, and I didn't know about Sadhguru at that time. And I also didn't know that uh, this Inner Engineering is being run, like it's uh, from Sadhguru. I had no clue at that time. So I just went. Then of course, the, in I did that in Delhi only, Delhi uh, South, Delhi Center, I think it is called. So I did my program there. And I think like how Inner Engineering happens to everybody, it happened just like that suddenly same things like how I was uh, you know thinking that this is not for me and I'm not going to do this those things uh, suddenly stopped mattering to me suddenly that same Delhi traffic that I used to crib about so much stopped bothering me like I particularly remember these things suddenly that hot weather stopped bothering me that it's 50 degrees but it's okay (laughs) so these little little things I was like okay something is happening something more than what You know, I think I still didn't get the grasp of Inner Engineering, really, even when I did it. But I started noticing these changes within me that, okay, something different is happening. Same people at work whose faces I didn't want to see. I stopped bothering. They wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing them. In fact, I started talking to them. (laughs) So like, I thought, okay, wow, this is like something greater than what I know is happening. Then, of course, I just kept doing. So I did my inner engineering sometime in October. And then I think in November, December, I heard about this Hatha Yoga program, 21-day Hatha Yoga program. So this caught my attention even more. So then I asked Karan only, like, what is this program? Again, he said, oh, it's nothing. You just do it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so then i thought okay this sounds very exciting let me do it but that time the only challenge was that it was from six to nine in the morning yeah. and i i never used to wake up that early that time i don't think i ever had a problem waking up but still i was i was not something i used to do so then i thought same thing six o'clock six to nine means you have to reach there like earlier than that i think not six it was six thirty to nine or six thirty to nine thirty something like that so anyways okay then i enrolled for that program and i think i think uh, for me the bigger turning point was that hatha yoga program because uh, suddenly like i think for so even from the hatha yoga program i have a small memory to share that first day uh, i reached just on time like i think if the session was starting at six i reached there at 559 or something <laughs> So, the, because there were 10-12 people, I got the last seat to sit in. So, I mean, the hall was such that because I was sitting in the end, I couldn't see the demonstration properly. I had to like keep, and there was a tall person sitting on me on top of that. Oh. Like, I'm not tall. And yes. there was a tall person sitting in front of me. So, I had to keep doing that to see. And it was, the first day was very annoying for me so i think maybe it was a good thing because from the se- when once i reached home i decided okay no matter what i have to reach early tomorrow and you know like they said also it would be good if you can come early and all that we say that right now
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, from the next day onwards i remember all 20 days i would be there like 15 minutes before the program would start and i used to take the first seat <laughs> So that I can see, well, anyways, uh, while, you know, it's a funny incident to share, I think it made a lot of difference also, not just in um, the way I received the program, but my level of commitment to it changed and how I experienced it changed. So also, you know, in those uh, 21 days, um, like I said, I was not active before that, not physically active, only drawing and painting and reading those things I used to do. So suddenly I started feeling very light in my body like at that time I used to live uh, in an apartment on the third floor and there was no elevator. So um, I used to find it so difficult to walk those three floors if I had some uh, like baggage or something to carry. Normally it was okay but with some you know vegetable shopping and some grocery shopping I used to think oh god how will I and I used to take really long because I used to climb one story put the things down <laughs> and wait and climb one more, and wait and then suddenly in these 21 days that changed. I mean I, I started feeling like I can fly Really I started feeling like I can fly I just started feeling so light in my body that uh, it was just amazing I mean'm I'm, I'm sure there were many more benefits but this in particular I remember that I just became so light. I used to think, you know, like, for example, when you see people dancing and jumping and doing these particular poses, I used to try them at home sometimes before I could never do. I used to think like, I can't, maybe I'm not made for this. I can't do it. But then I think it was because I wasn't active and my body was not trained like that, maybe because of that. So suddenly after this, I could, I used to jump a lot. Suddenly after that, I started jumping (laughs) because I would feel so uh, light. That's why. So then, then of course, I mean, things, whatever I was doing, that work, all that continued. And uh, the one remarkable difference that came in my life was that, um, you know, like when we finish the program, we do the mandala and then you do, do the practice every day. So I didn't skip my practice for a single day. Oh, and I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah. I really don't know how that happened. Because I don't think I was so committed to other things I was doing. I was enjoying everything I was doing, but my level of commitment was definitely not the way it was for hatha Yoga. I would just make sure, even if I had an early morning meeting or something, I would make sure that it happens in the evening. But somehow just make it happen, happen, happen. And then I think uh, that was the... I think, well, at that time, I didn't think I'll become a teacher either. But still, I think that was uh, one thing that made so much difference uh, to how I was. Again, same thing that you're still in the same situation, but suddenly, you know, uh, small things stop bothering you, your own body, you become more active, same thing, and not just active, also like your level of productivity changes. I think that is something everyone experiences. That same thing you're doing in five days, now you can finish in two days. (laughs) So, those sort of things started happening. So, then of course, then I met my husband. Uh, I mean,
0: slow down. (laughs) 0.5x, you will go. Yuka, I won't allow you to go so fast.
1: (laughs) So, uh, I mean, you know, like I've, of course, I've never done this. Um, on live before, but also... It's not live.
0: This is podcast. This is online.
1: Still, I mean, it's going to go as is, right? Yeah. And I've also been very shy. So, um, sometimes I feel, okay, now I (laughs) need to rush to the next.
0: No, I won't allow you to rush. (laughs) That's why I'm here.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, um, I was talking about meeting my husband. Okay. So, I don't know what should I tell you meeting my husband was also just amazing because I felt like I felt like I knew him when I met him oh. the common connecting point was that he lived he lived in um, France and worked there so when he I mean he used to speak french and by that time I was also fairly fluent in my french So, I think one connecting point was that, you know, first day we met, we started talking in French. I was also very happy. I think he was also very happy. And like, you know, I mean, he's, uh, my husband is uh, my cousin's husband's best friend. So, that's how I met him. So, one day, like, he came over uh, for, I mean, he's from Chennai. That's how I was in Chennai because, uh, so I had gone to meet my cousin and that's where I met uh, my husband. So one day he came over for dinner and to my cousin's home and we were all having dinner and then uh, sitting and chit-chatting and drinking and all that and then um, i think we chatted the whole night and we didn't realize that the whole night has passed oh okay <laughs> so my cousin also fell off to sleep and her husband also like said good night and left and we were still chatting 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 we chatted till like six in the morning and then, like, my cousin's husband, he came back and he said, oh, you guys are still here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you we were chit-chatting. So anyways, I think that itself was a great uh, connecting point because I think uh, before that, I mean, okay, to add some fun to the story, uh, before that, <laughs> my parents were trying to, you know, find a suitable match for me. And you know how matchmaking can go. So I have a lot of funny <laughs> incidents to share from there because uh, well also because i'm not very tall so a lot of people would comment on that so that, i mean it and now i can laugh about it but it wasn't the most uh, pleasant thing to be told uh, so that was one but apart from that, also the fact that I used to work, a lot of guys used to find it very intimidating that I used to work. I don't know what kind, maybe the guys I met were only that type, but I met a lot of those who would say, shadi ke oh. <laughs> so I would be like, mm? okay. <laughs> so those kind of, I mean, that was happening. So I was meeting people whom I couldn't sit with for a conversation, even for one hour. I used to think of, like, I used to start looking at my watch. So, and after that, then I met my husband. And then we spoke the whole night without even, you know, realizing that it was time and we kept talking. So, that itself was this amazing connection. And I think uh, he's also, um, he, like, um, he's very, like, we had a lot of common things and we connected very well with each other so and he's also of course very kind and polite and not just that uh, like he respecting women is something that i noticed like uh, he had a lot so i think i was like okay he's the guy
0: but <laughs> <laughs> well, you decided that night early
1: no 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 <laughs> <I> <laughs> please please give us men tips <laughs> this podcast
0: can be also giving us men tips also you can <laughs>
1: No, see, like, I mean, that I knew, I mean, I understood the first day that he wasn't judging me because all these, I don't know, 20 people, 20 men I met before that, I don't know the number, I'm just saying some 20, that uh, they would always judge judge me for something, either my work or how I look or even one guy for my hair also. <laughs> so something or the other, they, they judge you for. But when I met my husband, he, he was more interested in knowing about my life, about my journey. He was interested in sharing his. He was interested in knowing, you know, what I think about things, not like what I am on the outside. So that itself, I think, was like a great starting point. So I so, think... So
0: young guys listening to the podcast, listen to this very carefully.
1: <laughs> no, it's true, right? Like and right. he never... Uh, um, he ne- Until today, in fact, like he never uh, really, he will always tell me, like, for example, if I'm doing something and if he feels that I can do it better, he'll never say it's wrong. He'll always tell me, maybe you can do this better this way. And then, of course, you know, and, and I think it's also not just his approach. You also take it better because, you know, he's saying it for your welfare. He's not imposing his ideas on you like that. So... And uh, of course, during that time, I forgot to mention from French, somehow I moved to uh, teaching fashion. No. So while I was in Delhi, uh, you know, learning French and working in the export house as a freelancer and all that, I got an opportunity to teach in uh, NIFT Riberilly, which is um, which is about 70-80 kilometers from here, from Lucknow. So then I thought, oh, close to home. Okay, maybe I can go. (laughs) So And it was like a full-time opportunity. So I thought, okay, this may be exciting. See, like, because like I said, that time also I was still um, looking for something more to do. So even though like while I was practicing my Hatha Yoga and doing everything daily, I still was looking for something more to do. So then I moved to teaching. So then I started teaching in uh, National Institute of Fashion Technology, library. Here also, I think all the teachers knew that I used to wake up early in the morning and do my yoga. <laughs> oh,
0: is it? Okay.
1: Yeah, because by that time I was doing my practices like early in the morning every day. So then, of course, then I met my husband and then I was still teaching, but then, yeah, then I left that. Then, So then I think I just, uh, in some conversation before we got married, I was telling my husband about teacher training. I never at that time thought I'll do it. I was just telling him telling him, you know, there is this training, you can go and stay in the ashram for so long and do I had no clue what exactly it'll be, but that you go and stay there for this long. And I had seen some videos and all that. So even he said, Oh, it sounds very interesting. Maybe you should consider going. And anyways, that conversation just finished there. I didn't go. And then we got married. So uh,
0: easily. No, make everything happen. like
1: everything happened. Like very oh, easy. <laughs> oh
0: nice.
1: <laughs> so I mean, I think my parents are also very liberal. So okay. even though like he's not uh, if you say caste and all, then he's not from the same caste. But I think they my parents were not bothered. They were also concerned about finding a good <laughs> being <laughs> uh, yeah. like where what his caste is and all that so that happened very smoothly my parents were very excited because they were like oh you are telling us about somebody because they were tired of making me meet all the boys <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah so the wedding went very smooth and uh, it's also that uh, it's interesting because we got uh, the year we got married and um, just few months before that actually the way the wedding happened was a little fast. Just when we decided to get married, we got married in two months from that. Oh. So, uh, because, you know, like, I mean, we thought, okay, what are we waiting for if he's ready and if I'm ready and if we're willing, then why don't we just, uh, like, get married? Why to wait longer? And then then that happened. So, that same time when we were also thinking about getting married, and I was also, um, we were also talking about the teacher training program. So, like, my husband is so kind and so wonderful. He even told me, why don't you go after chali jao Teacher training. <laughs> so then I thought, no, like, not just immediately after getting married. Because, you know, it's also something new that you started. It's another journey. So I thought, okay, not just immediately after. I'll wait this year. And then maybe we'll, we'll see next year. Then that year passed, I was settling in Chennai and you know how like I was facing language issues. I started teaching in Nift Chennai by then. Right. So I moved to teaching there and uh, having some Tamil language issues and learning little, little Tamil. <laughs> you have to speak
0: little Tamil now so that like, we <laughs> yes. can Are you saying the truth or not? Little bit Tamil.
1: Little bit Tamil. Hmm. Uh, what should I say? Um, I don't know what to say. See, I know little, little words here and there. If you Do you know Tamil? It, uh,
0: I know little bit. I can understand a little bit like so because I'm okay. from Kerala, I see a lot of Tamil movies. Say, how you go to a restaurant and order something, you can order something right.
1: You order something, I don't know. First word I learned in Tamil was venda,
0: venda, venda, <laughs> idli venda, vada venda, Undu venda. <laughs>
1: I think first word was Vena. So like second phrase I learned was Nalla Erke. Nalla Erke. <laughs> yeah, and then also Rambo Nalla Erke. Rambo Nalla Erke. Super Ghi, Like ghee roast dosa. That Ghee roast dosa. <laughs> pyramid.
0: Pyramid dosa. <laughs> yes,
1: that would be like Rambo Nalla Erke. Rambo Nalla So, uh, and little, little words. I mean, if you say something, I'll get it. But I can't really say the same thing little little words here and there i know so so anyways all that was happening one year passed and then um again i think at some point i mentioned to my husband about the teacher training but i left it at that so i was talking about it but i wasn't filling the form okay. so then my, one day my husband told me if it's on your mind then why don't you fill the form So then I told him, no, I'm a little apprehensive because we just got married and I feel, you know, like I don't want to leave you alone like this and go because it will be five, six months and all that. So then he assured me, he told me, you don't worry, you please fill the form, I'll be fine. So he actually sat and made me fill the form. So he said, no, you fill it because I can see like your heart is really into it. Please do it.
0: You are hyping Anna so much. I'm sure the viewers will ask to see.
1: (laughs) I know, maybe when he sees this, he'll say like... but he's also very shy. he'll start blushing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I filled the form, but then just as soon as I filled the form, uh, he uh, uh, had a small accident and he his knee got injured. So he had that ACL yeah. and when you know about it like in the knee it's so it's like a very it's one like of the most the ligaments they like okay. he had the tear in the ligaments. So then I was like, oh, now I can't go. Like, how will I leave you like this and go? And I mean, there was time still because the the doctor had recommended surgery. So there was enough time. He has a long life. He's calling.
0: Oh, okay. we get to see a glimpse. We got to see a glimpse of
1: him.
0: Do you want me to pause, Akka?
1: No, it's okay. It's okay. I'll tell him. I'll call him. So, uh, yeah. So, so because of his... um, this accident i was like no now i cannot go then he said no you don't worry there's time and there's surgery that will happen and i'll get better even the doctor actually assured us he was a good doctor so he assured us saying that don't worry in some days of surgery not some days in a month or month and a half of surgery he will get better and so, anyways i had thought i had already written to uh, the school saying that i may not be able to join if my husband doesn't improve and all that so, um, and so, but uh, still, because again, my husband said, no, you must go. And then he did get better. He started walking normally again. He couldn't run, but he started walking normally again. So then I went for the training. And then, of course, the training happened. And then, and then we all know.
0: <laughs> A little bit inside, again, you skimmed through the training. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Back. a you know, little bit more. Like, I know you can't say much to the training and it should be like that, but some things you went through the training or like what was happening within you.
1: I think the training was very intense, more intense than I had thought. And not just intense, very beautiful. I think just staying in the ashram, you've been, you keep going to the ashram, right? So just being in that space, like, being in that space for uh, six months and doing sadhana it was just it it was just too beautiful to even say in words so i don't know what else to say about training
0: (laughs) okay then i'll let you be so then talk from (laughs) training to the first class (laughs) let's go to the first class after
1: training. Oh, after tra- So after training, I draw- I joined, uh, do you know about uh, Isha Life Health Solutions? There was one center in Chennai.
0: Please talk about it. No one knows much about it. So if you could talk a okay, bit
1: about it's it. It's actually I'll- not functional at the moment because of COVID. But uh, there was a center called Isha Life Health Solutions. It was on Mount Road in Chennai. And what was unique about it was that it was a mix of medicine and yoga. So there were Ayurvedic doctors and Hatha yoga teachers. So people would come, they would get treatment done. And based on whatever the doctor's recommendations would be, they would also learn yoga. Mm. So I joined there. And of course, some people would come just to learn yoga also. But a lot of people would come with some ailment, some illness to get cured. Whether it is physical in nature or mental also, they would come and get some treatment done for that. And also do yoga i started teaching i mean i the training finished in december i came back and in january i joined so that time also like i think my parents said what is the rush can't you you've been away for so long can't you take a break yeah. <laughs> then i was like no i was in such a big rush to start teaching so i said no 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 i am going to start teaching now so i joined there that was also a very uh, beautiful experience because um, you know to see people come with their own particular ailments, whether it's big or small, irrespective. And then not just go through the treatment, but also go through the yoga and the classes. And then when you see these little, little transformations happening within them, it was just so, like, it's just so beautiful. Like, I can't say more than that. I have to thank, like, Sadhguru for it, really. Because it's so, so amazing. I don't know how else to say So that continued, I mean, I would have been there had COVID not happened. So then, um, yeah, so I think until March I was there. And then of course, uh, because of COVID they announced that they'll stop taking classes uh, because of safety reasons. By that time, I think the lockdown had not happened but I think um, Isha had announced that we'll close the center for some time. So they closed the center. And then, of course, we were all home and in lockdown. (laughs) And then during lockdown, I thought, okay, now what to do? (laughs) So for some time, it was good also because then like during classes, I was getting less time for my own sadhana. So just as lockdown happened, I thought, okay, now I can, you know, focus on doing more and more sadhana. So because anyways, you're at home throughout, right? So that happened. And then, of course, after some time, I thought, okay, maybe I can start uh, teaching. And then, of course, online teaching options opened up. And then a lot of teachers were teaching online. So I also decided to teach online. And just as I decided to teach online, I thought I can't just suddenly start teaching online. I need to come up with a brand name and... And um, you know, come up with some small story behind it and those things. So, that is how like Pravaha Yoga came into being.
0: What so, is the meaning of Pravaha?
1: Pravaha means flow.
0: Slow. Flow. Flow. Flow.
1: flow. So, like, I like yoga in the flow, if you can say it like that. So, then Pravaha Yoga came. Then I spent some time, of course, thinking of names and. Uh, doing my logo designing and everything because everything I do on Instagram and everything I do myself. So my uh, like all the illustrations, drawings. Of course, having a design background was supportive right. in that way because uh, I knew some technical softwares and those things to help. I didn't. I still don't know video editing. I somehow manage.
0: <laughs> it's very good video editing. Actually, you do the reels, no? It's very good. I am like, I'm like I actually thanks to
1: YouTube only. I think <laughs> right. because. So much put up these little little educative videos i keep watching and editing but yes apart from that all my designs and everything for pravaha yoga i did so i spent some time doing all that and then once that happened i started teaching so um, again online classes only and uh, then it was also good because i approached some schools in chennai so then I managed to do some classes because schools were also eager to do some, you know, phys- some activity for the children, even though they are at home. So then I managed to get some projects with some schools also, like there was an international school called Campus K. I taught there. I mean, it was nice because they were the longest. They, they did classes for a whole month. So and it was it was a lot of fun because they used to it had uh, uh, kids from third standard, fourth standard and fifth standard. Okay. So fourth, fifth standard kids are still uh, like, you know, they listen still. Third standard kids, just get up and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Then you have to first, you know, make sure that they are listening to you and, you know, you're talking to them. You have to interact a little more with them and then make sure that they're sitting there and then you make them practice. But then it was still a good experience because once they start listening to you, kids stay. In fact, uh, kids pay a lot of attention once they have your attention, which is what I learned that, you know, you need to get their attention somehow. If you get their attention, they listen to you. If you don't get their attention, they'll get up and go. <laughs> <laughs> so, and online is that, like that, right? You can't stop anyone. If yeah. kid suddenly just gets up and walks away, what will you do? <laughs> just keep waiting for him to come back. So so it was a great experience. So here also, I mean, why I'm mentioning kids is that I somehow came back to teaching more children again. Ah, Kids
0: kids clothes.
1: (laughs) Kids clothes, kids (laughs) designing, kids classes. But no, I was doing adults classes also, but yes, I was enjoying the kids classes more also. So then just then, of course, then from Chennai in October we came to, my parents are in Lucknow, of course. So we've We've been in Lucknow since then. So...
0: So now are you conducting offline classes,
1: Yes, yes. All the... Like, when I share posters for Shusuri Kriya and Angamardana, I have, like, an Angamardana session starting tomorrow. Oh, okay. So those uh, classes I'm doing offline. But some online classes are still going on. Like, it was very exciting when I did a food program online. Nice. (laughs) Because uh, it's... I mean... I've always paid attention to the food I'm eating, but I've not always cooked it. Oh, and the lockdown taught me how to do a lot of cooking. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it did to all of us. But uh, I have to tell you about the way I used to make my rotis. Because first I used to make roti like (laughs) (laughs) papar. Then I looked again looked at some videos on YouTube and... Um, learned it a little bit spoke to my mother can you please help me my rotis are like papa what am I doing? <laughs> then slowly slowly I got the hang of it and now I think I make really nice rotis because my father wants to eat rotis that I make oh so I think uh, I've finally mastered the art of making them
0: <laughs> will you put a tutorial on a, pravaha.yoga
1: on oh, making <laughs> a roti. <laughs> yeah maybe some fun video can come up It's actually not difficult, but you know, I mean, I think our mothers are all super trained and super fast and experts with it. It's just about uh, getting to do it. So, so yeah, so coming back to the food program. So then that's why the food program was very interesting because not only was it was about paying attention to what you're eating, but I was also exploring what more to cook, what more options to explore. And so the food programs, of course, are online. And of course, like a lot of people from all over the world join, which makes it even more interesting because everyone's food habits are very different from each other. So it's not just about, it's a great learning even for me as a teacher because everyone, like somebody's prioritizing something in their food. And then like the common questions come up that if I'm going to be only vegetarian, how will I get all the nutrition? Mm -hmm. Those kind of things also come up. And somebody because who's born eating only meat always questions that. Because they come with the idea that that <laughs> is that you too, or no? <laughs> Yes,
0: <laughs> me too.
1: But you also think that that's the only form of. Oh, no,
0: no, 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 that's not what I meant. Like,
1: okay, I'm
0: just, I'm just okay. identifying with that guy. <laughs> like who so, was it?
1: <laughs> Yeah. No, I think so. It's it's an eye opener in a way that you realize that you know yeah. because uh, we've it has been passed down to us as a tradition doesn't mean it's the only thing we can do. We can do a lot more than that.
0: So... Oh, yes, yes I, like I was just reminiscing my, I still eat, but the hardcore days of non-vegetarian. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, that's and now I'm just busy with doing classes. I'm actually planning to do a little bit of travel with classes also it's okay. plans, but like, uh, because from Lucknow, like I can go to Varanasi and conduct right. classes. I can go to Allahabad. And uh, maybe until like I was thinking Jaipur also. So let's see. I'm planning these things that if I just travel for some days, take a class and come back, that also can happen.
0: There's actually a lot of people asking like when Jaipur make up class Hoga, like where is oh. like, yeah, there are people like sometimes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking because what happens is I think smaller cities don't have so many teachers. Right. So even if you just travel and do a class there and come back, at least uh, they'll have some opportunity to start learning. So yes, I have uh, Alabad and Varanasi and Jaipur in mind for sure. These three places. Jaipur will be the first one I'll try, I think. So hopefully like in the next week itself, I'm still working out the logistics of where I will conduct the class, but because I don't uh, have any contact there, but I'm sure I'll find something. (laughs) So
0: So, Akka, you have to tell where can the viewers reach out to you? Where can they reach? If someone from Allahabad, Varnasi is listening, how can they contact
1: you? I think the Instagram page is the best way to reach because if you send me a message, I'll very promptly uh, respond to it. Of course, if I'm in a class, then no. Yeah, that too I have to say because uh, recently somebody called and called me many, many, many times. So I just want to say that please don't panic if I don't call you back. I will call you back. Maybe I'm in a class. That's why I'm not calling you or answering. So I will call you back. If not the same day, then maximum by the next day. I don't take longer than that. I usually end up answering all calls same day. But yes, if it's evening and I'm because I do evening and morning both sessions. So if a call comes in the evening, then definitely I'll take it the next day. So in my Instagram page, I think, is the best place to reach yeah. me. Can you spell
0: it out? I'll also put it in the description. So
1: It's yeah. uh, pravaha.yoga. So it's P-R-A-V-A-H-A. Pravaha.yoga. So that's the Instagram page. That you can...
0: Awesome, Akka. So now, before I let you go, anything last like you would share with the audience or something that you would like to tell
1: them? <laughs> Uh, I would say that, you know, um, don't go by any rules. You do what you're committed to doing. And what that means is that, you know, wherever you're finding your heart is, what you're doing to your best ability and what you're enjoying the most that you're doing, you just do that. Don't go by any rules. That's it.
0: Them. so well, for... that's
1: what i've learned because i mean from moving from design to yoga i think i finally found where my heart is so i think i think all of us eventually do and yes until you find where your heart is keep searching as well there's no age for that either so
0: Awesome, Akka. So if any of us guys who would want fashion tips or something else, we can we reach out on pravaha.yoga or is it only yes. for yoga?
1: Only no, for <laughs> fashion tips as well. I I mean again, this is a long <laughs> plan, but I want to start doing some clothing for yoga as well. Right. And right. some you know comfortable clothing that you which you can wear through the day as well. So that's a slightly longer plan, but that also I hope will happen. So, awesome.
0: so thank you so much, Aka. Thank you. So uh I you didn't
1: get bored Anna. you were saying boring <laughs> no no
0: boring Now you want to see Anna in the next one <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just he's gone to Chennai once he comes back maybe next time <laughs>
0: okay, okay thank it's you really
1: nice talking to you Anna. Okay. and I hope everyone also enjoyed this yes. so
0: check out uh, uh, Instagram page and you can follow her and if you want to wake up early definitely go to that page
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, because actually, that is something I'll quickly ask you. What do you think? I am I have stopped posting my early morning photos thinking that, you know, everyone must be bored of seeing me in the same pose every day. So because someone messaged me saying that, Akka, you still getting up early because you stopped posting.
0: Ah, see, see, so that, oh, the answer is already, there. you have to continuously <laughs> post, yeah, oh. social media, so you can show daily that you're waking up. No?
1: I thought, you know, same post, same post, everyone's getting bored of seeing me. Next right? time, next
0: time do this post, <laughs> do some dance post like this, 3.30 and woke up guys before yoga, do jumping.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay, some fun posting before yeah, starting. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Okay. <laughs> so tomorrow's uh, Instagram, that, right? Jumping forces
1: <laughs> Yes. Tomorrow, I'll, I'll say your name before yes, I start. Yes, yes. <laughs> say, should I call you at 3 in the morning?
0: And... <laughs> you will get, up just call you That is what you get. <laughs> My Brahma Murtam is at 7.30,
1: Seven thirty. <laughs> okay. 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 No problem. I won't call you and disturb you.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Okay, nah.